Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. It's the time you all know and love when you hear the three chugs on the guitar. It is time to start the mm. Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Would that make her an alien? Three jugs? Three jugs on the guitar. <laughs> I got three jugs on my guitar. There's a country song. Yeah, I just wrote a new country song. Coming into the podcast, three jugs on my guitar. I like it. Oh, God, in the Woo. name of a ball's nut, let's get started here. Yeah. It is Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. You can go to LudiniRockandRollCircus.com and check out all the Ludini goodness there. There mm. are uh, uh, links to all kind of fun things that we have out on YouTube and all kind of different places, as well as um, access to our private uh, inner circle group, as well as, uh, what else? Oh, my... Um, Pat. Archive with my yeah, with all my past, with my interviews. Archive. Couldn't yes, remember the yes. word. Yes, with past guests. It's all kind of fun stuff. Ludini Rock and Roll Circus dot com, uh, RockRageRadio dot com. Download the free app. Mm. It is free. No charge to you. Oh my goodness! Um, did you just fart? No, but I was. Ray, I did, did watch the. Fart, I just watched the uh, video uh-huh. on TikTok for. Um, um, what is it? Um, oh shit! I crapped my pants. What oh, I, remember that? Oops! I crapped my pants. Oops! I crapped my yes, pants. Yeah. Yes. And I was thinking that if I do that, uh, um, again, I was gonna need yeah. one of those. Oh, yeah. I might need one. But oh, anyways, boy. um, so yeah, RockRageRadio.com. Download the free app. Check it out. It's great music programming twenty four seven. I think uh, Rock. We're recording this on Tuesday night. I think Rock Goddess is on tonight. I'm not exactly sure. Mm. We should do that. We should. Come promote? on here. Now, yeah, wait a minute. Okay. And we, should, <laughs> we should just play. Here's what we should do. I got a perfect oh, idea. It's Lord. next week. Here we go. We're going to come on. I'm going to see if we can get a couple other people, maybe two. And we'll come on and we'll just play whatever Rock Rage state, uh, show is on at that time. We'll play it on the podcast. Yeah. And we'll do like a Mystery Science oh, 3000 no. <laughs> commentary. <laughs> Oh yeah, making friends fast, are you? Yeah. Well, no, we would be. We would be. No, the, we wouldn't be maybe, mean. Maybe we become the podcast that like everybody wants. Like, if you get yeah. lampooned on the Ludini Rock and Roll Star, like That's, you know yeah, that like, like you, you got ooh, some shit yeah, going I got, on. I got Ludinied. I've been Ludinied. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. So, yeah. Oh. Uh, but anyways, RockRageRadio.com is a great uh, website. I've been exploring the uh, the the Facebook group a little bit this week and posting some stuff and trying to get mm. some... Shake it up a little bit, get some shake people's uh, reactions. Um, and, of course, uh, wolvescustoms.online. Go to Wolves Customs on social media to discover the amazing artwork that you yes. can have done on your musical instrument. No, this is not just for big rock stars anymore, guys. You can go out and have this on. They do an amazing job. Uh, Chris Thunderwolf, Dotson & Company, uh, Wolves Customs. Find them out. On social media or wolfscustoms.online. Yeah. Okay, everybody, we are into it. The Rock and Roll Circus is officially started and underway. We have all the usual cast of characters. There he is. We know that you're excited, especially Bones Magoo. When, Bones when Bones is in the house, that's when we know that we got it all going on. Exactly. So, okay. Um, a couple of things here before we get too far into stuff. Um, what the hell did you get up to this week? So, let me tell you a little story. Mr. <clears throat> Pittsburgh, everybody. Hey, I everybody. I am so sorry, Mr. Pittsburgh. Oh, I'm magical. 
Now I need those to pen. The mad. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> my little tinkle. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? I just tinkled. Did you hear Oops, it? I crapped my pants. Oops, I crapped my pants. So, hey, 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 Lou. Yins know me, right? <laughs> I do know Yins. I love guitars. I Over the years, I've bought, sold, traded so many guitars, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to tell you about one in particular. That sounds crazy. I'm going to tell don't you believe about you. one in particular. Not you. You didn't I'm buy and sell and trade you, guitars. I'm going to tell you one in particular. Weren't you the guy that told... Um, uh, Eric of um, Boogie Street Guitars that like you actually <laughs> bought the sold the cheap ones to buy the more expensive ones or instead of doing it yeah I lost <laughs> money <laughs> yeah I lost money overall I lost money because I was stupid I didn't hold on to them long enough but the, okay so back in 1985 I was home from the army 85 dudes and went to Specialty Guitar in uh, Dorma. I, 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 I hung out with a guy that, that called it Speciality Guitar for like the entire time he was alive. For like, And he lived to be like yeah. 70. Yeah, really? Speciality, speciality. Guitar. All right, yeah. a little Speciality Guitar. And I had some money in my pocket because I was in the Army. I was getting a paycheck. And on the wall was a 1980 Gibson Explorer E2. Now, the E2s are a little bit different because they're a little more high class. E2? A two brute. Thank you very much. And uh, so the uh, it had like a five piece neck, beautiful like walnut, um, uh, just gold finish. But now this guitar had been beat up a bit. It had some uh, uh, back. Ra- ba- uh, what do you call buckle? Ra- that's exactly it. Right on the buckle in the back there. No case. And I thought I, I thought I got it for about three hundred and twenty five dollars. Maybe not even that. It may have been like in the high two hundreds. Yeah, so I get it. Bring it home. Matter of fact, when I when I went overseas, you had it for a while. Yeah, that was a fun guitar. That was a beautiful guitar. So I come back from the army, blah blah blah, and I'm gonna use this because I have no idea what it is. I have no idea. It's a limited edition guitar. I'm gonna use it as my test mule. So I put, pull out the pickups. I put the Marzios in it. I'm not real thrilled about the paint because of the buckle rash in the back. I, Lou, forgive me. I spray painted it. Yeah, as you do, as you do, right? And then as time goes on, I get other guitars and whatnot. So it, it gets, uh, you know, relished to under my bed. And then one day I'm like, I'm going to I'm gonna do something with this guitar. So I take it all apart, start sanding it down. And this is around the time that my marriage was not doing real well. So again, the guitar gets kind of put away. Um, so maybe a year or two later, I'm talking to a friend. And I know he liked to tinker around with guitars. So I'm like, look, I have this. I just have this, this body. I have most of the hardware. Do you want to play around with it? I really have nothing. I'm not going to do anything with it. So the guy takes it. So maybe, again, about a year later, I said, hey, did you ever work on that Explorer? And he's like, well, I actually traded it to a guy for some work on my house. I'm like, well, whatever. At least you got something out of it. He goes, yeah, but listen to this. The guy sent it away to an authorized Gibson like refinisher or something in Ohio. He goes, he got it back, and it's beautiful. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah. Now, I had just gotten an 84 Les Paul Custom, a white one. And I said, do you think that the your friend would be willing to trade? He goes, he might. He might. So it's like a drug deal, right? I bring, you know, I meet, we meet at this guy's house, you know, my friend's house, and the other guy brings the Explorer over. I bring my Les Paul, and we both open the cases at the same time, and... I'm gonna I'm gonna blaspheme here. 
Jesus Christ, that the Explorer was beautiful. Whoever did it, did it right. It looked absolutely brand new. The only thing was the um, it had those fine tuner bridges or, yeah. or stop pieces. That was still a little pitted because it was all original, right? And uh, the tuning. You well, know. he probably wanted to keep as much original exactly. as he could. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So and so we do. We make the deal. We just trade even up, right? So I have this guitar for a while, and you know me, I got gas, right? I found a sort of 51 or 52 reissued Telecaster that Fender did, and I love Telecasters. So went down to, yeah, I know, went down wow. to, I know. Uh, Not even on a real vintage uh, Telecaster. Like if you just said, yeah, I traded it on like a 74 large headstock, what if it was like, cool, that would be kind of cool guitar head, just like a regular old Fender, Fender fucking taking advantage of you by calling it a reissue. I know. Anyway. God damn it. So I go down to That pit- type of shit, it pisses me off. Uh, I'm going to need a moment. Uh, <laughs> it's all in fun, guys. Uh, We're having fun. Uh, but anyway, so go down to uh, Pittsburgh Guitars, take the Explorer down, and I think the um, I think the, the Telecaster was like a grand, right? It comes with a hard shot. And they're like, yeah, we'll trade you for it. I'm like, oh, cool, right? So get the Telecaster home. I'm happy, but you know I start missing that Explorer because that Explorer is beautiful. And I've even talked to like since then. I've even talked to Pittsburgh Guitars. I'm like I told them the story. They're like, oh, we kind of remember that guitar. And I found a picture on their website on their Facebook of their wall at the time, and the Explorer's on there. And they were asking like thirteen hundred for it. So they were trying. They they they, pay, they made three hundred dollars on it. Basically, oh, good for them. Good for them. They're good in business them. to make money. Good for them. So I was told, man, if that guitar if i ever find it again i'll do everything in my power to get it back because i love that guitar little added bonus it was made on my dad's birthday not on his actual birthday but on january 4th because i decoded the serial number so i actually called it top jimmy yeah i just from after my dad so last week lou as i do i'm looking at porn craigslist (laughs) marketplace reverb you know guitar porn and I go to Pittsburgh Guitar, and I'm like, oh, look, they've got an E2. My E2 is very distinctive because there was kind of a, a light patch that went from the one-tone knob down to the edge of the guitar. And I'm like, huh, it even has that. I'm like, no. Really? The same guitar? No. Yes, up? yes. I even pulled up pictures of my guitar. I pulled up the pictures from Pittsburgh Guitars. That's my guitar. You need to go down there, dude, and talk to just say, hey, guys, check it out. This is my guitar. Cool, remember? Hold on now. I said, I cannot believe it. It's it's back at Pittsburgh Guitars. And then I saw the asking price. Now, the guitar I bought for $325, and again, that might be high, they're now asking $3,875. Right, right. Oh I'm sure. God. I'm sure, but you still should have no! went down there, dude. Because you know, they, I know. you probably could have, like, <clears throat> talk guys, they probably would have put it in their newsletter or something like yeah, that. Yeah, That's a really yeah. great story. Well, I thought about it, but then I'm like, what am I, it, it would hurt me. It's like, <laughs> it would hurt me, too. It's like going back to the strip club and finding that girl that you gave $300 to one night just for her to rub her boobies against your <laughs> Oh, wait, that was Lily. <laughs> it's not Lily. It's a joke, everyone. It's a joke. But yeah, I thought that was... I'm like, holy cow. Today, I posted that on my Facebook page, and my daughter immediately texted me. She goes, do you think it's a good idea to get into vintage guitars, selling and reselling? I'm like, no. No, because the market is so fickle. And then part of me is like, 
tell her yes. That way, if her and her boyfriend... I, I was, that was my first thing was, you dummy. Yeah, I know. You big dummy. You big dummy. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, I found my old Explorer, but it is now well out of my price range. But uh, but it's nice to know it's out there, and it looks still looks phenomenal. We need to get Fred Sanford on a soundbite. You big dummy. And yeah, just, I'm sure we can do it. <laughs> What's sure. just some way that we can make that work? Anyways, um, yeah. that is a great fucking story, Mr. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Thank you for my squeaking. Squeak! Squeaky! <laughs> yeah, that's my butt. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, that is... Um, that's a, I can't... I don't think I have anything here that tops that, honestly. No. That's a great fucking story. That has a heart. Away. It had like a, it has like a full circle. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, it's it was, you know... And it was like... Seat. It was guitar nerdy. It was rock and roll. I mean, mm-hmm. it was... A little, it was uh, We learned a little bit about your life. Yes, about my life. Yeah. I mean, like... I think here's what I... Sh- here's your... Here's your... Uh, yeah. Here's your mission. Should you... Sh- sh- uh, should so you choose yes to accept it okay oh. you should write a really cool like short story about that oh or just write that piece up in uh-huh. like a good way like in a way you you know you're a very yeah. good writer yes yes um so anyways uh that's very cool, it's very yeah, cool. anything else anything else you want to share or nah, no, no, cut no, you no. Off? i just thought about my explore coming fair. back coming back around making an appearance if we were a good podcast, we'd play that song by, you know, Carly Simon coming around again, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and have some like... If we were a really good podcast, we'd have Carly Simon here. <laughs> I think she has Alzheimer's now. Oh, it, it might be easier to get her now. <laughs> I was wondering saying. if you were going to go like, oh, or if you were going to... No, make we could probably get her. Comment. Don't you remember us? <laughs> it's Lou and Kevin. <laughs> Oh, Pittsburgh Kevin, everyone. Yeah. Pittsburgh Kevin. What would we do without Pittsburgh Woo. Kevin? Oh, my goodness. So what did you do this week? Well, um, not really anything. Oh, no? No, I didn't. Oh, okay, so. then. Anyways, no, I, the I saw this band. No. I maybe heard of them. They said they're not going to tour anymore. I thought they were pretty good. I thought they oh. should maybe tour again. Yeah? Um, <clears throat> but they said not going to do it, so. Oh. I don't know if I should even mention them, because, like, you know. Give a shout out. Okay. Uh, a little band that you heard of uh, called Aerosmith. What? Yeah. Little band? Little band from Boston. Boston. Just another band out of Boston. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah, That's they were. Um, awesome. <clears throat> they were at the uh, Pittsburgh Paints Arena, PPG. Good. Good. Purina. <laughs> and and uh, my my very good friend Eric Anthony. Eric Anthony won the tickets That's on the awesome. radio, like like in the old days. Be the fifth caller at yep. five 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 five. And damn if he wasn't. And he was it. And he just he says he That's called good. a couple times and like it. They hung up and he hung. He called right back and he he was like boom 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 and he got him. It's like no no. It was That's like fantastic. So. Wow. He said Michelle wasn't there that day. I forget oh. who he talked to. He talked to Megan. <clears throat> yeah. Not Megan Kelly, <clears throat> but some chick named... Not Megan Fox. No. No. Not... Um, Megan, Meg Ryan. Not Meg Ryan. No. But somebody named Meg. Meg Griffin. Meg was Meg Griffin. was Meg Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Oh, that is awesome, man. Is <laughs> We went to the show. Oh, go ahead. Uh, the Black Crows were the yeah. opening act. I just saw the Black Crows recently. Yeah. They saw their, um, um, their Shake Your Money Maker yep. anniversary tour. Yep. 
which was superb, stupendous, amazing. Um, and it was kind of fun to see them like, oh, it's like about a year later, like, you know, they sounded great. Again. They sounded fucking like, yeah. <clears throat> they sounded great. Um, we arched our seats because they were free. <laughs> yeah. Where at the very top row in K. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, on the very yeah. top tier, yeah. the top, top, you know. So it was a long fall. <laughs> that was yes. all I was thinking. Yes. And I was very dizzy and oh, nauseous. No. And, um, we were we were sitting behind the stage. Oh, okay. Which is can be cool. I think it would have been cooler in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. But now today, there's not really much to look at because everything's on computer. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So there wasn't like you know in the old days. I think you would have saw more guys running around and mm-hmm. setting this thing yeah. up and like <clears throat> like in the in the, I think even in the seventies and eighties you would have seen guys like setting off the the pyrotechnics. Exactly. And stuff yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um. But um. You know, but the Black Cars are just a solid rock and roll band. They yes. sounded great. Yes. Um, I would highly recommend if you get a chance to check out the Black Cars. Go check them out somewhere. They're, I think they're a really good band. Rich Robinson never plays the same guitar twice. I like him. Every every song he's got a different guitar. He wasn't playing Gary, Gary Matassa saw them and he said to me, he says, Lou, he says, Rich Robinson literally played a different guitar in every song. And guess what? I says, what? He goes, they all sound exactly the fucking same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Was, so, it, was, it, was it us talking about uh, who is it uh, uh, ZZ Top Billy and like no matter, all his guitars sound like Pearly Gates it's like well then just play Pearly Gates there is a well what it is <clears throat> yes. I'm, I'm glad you asked oh well thank you I just saw a thing about this on a place you may have heard of called YouTube yes Ooh, YouTube is owned by coming. Satan Google but there's still a lot of cool content on there sure <clears throat> Remember, guys, there's always more of us than there are of them. That's right. So um, there was a, uh, it was I think it was a uh, ZZ Top rig rundown or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, he, of course, he didn't get to talk to Billy Gibbons. But the guy who was running his, like, amp thing <clears throat> is um, all the same amp. Yeah. They no matter where what they do they use they use compu- the, this uh, the, I think it, like the um, Helix technology mm-hmm. to duplicate his amps exactly oh, okay. so no matter what oh I know what it is <clears throat> here's what it is this is no it's more insane it's more it's crazier? crazier than that crazier than that crazier yes. than that they actually use computers excuse me I had it backwards um, to no matter what setting he uses yeah. It sounds exactly like Pearly Gates. It's really? literally done with a computer. Wow. They have a spectrum analyzer and they go through and they like sample. I'm making air quotes oh if you're not gosh. watching. Uh, sample each guitar. It's nuts. Like, you know, so literally it doesn't signal. matter what he plays. Yeah. It sounds just, oh, it sounds exactly the same. It's, wow. it's yeah. I don't, I'm like, I was kind of, well, what's the fucking point? Yeah. That's what I said. I mean, there's there's recordings, ZZ Top recordings, where he's clearly playing a Stratocaster, and, you know, and stuff like that. He's mm. always playing it. And it's it's, 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 it's always kind of cool. I'm like, I can't remember what song. I don't know if it's the Manic Mechanic song, or um, it's one of their lesser-known hits. It's got, like, a funky thing in it. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and he, he plays, um, uh, he plays, it's obviously Stratocaster. Yeah. Um, I mean, it might be, it's something with single coils, real jangly mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. thing, you know. And it sounds great, and it sounds like it's, it's like kind of cuts. It's a little different, you know. Mixes it yeah. up. In any case, right. but I don't know how I got off on that. But um, yeah, the Black Crows uh, were great. Aerosmith is a great band. Um, my buddy Eric like insisted that like you know they they were really subdued, but I thought 
they I, Stephen was running all around the stage. Yeah. Joe, Joe did the thing with the, <clears throat> the you know the two guitars on at once. You know, uh-huh, uh-huh. <clears throat> you know they did all their they did their shtick. Did shtick yeah. Um, they sounded good. I don't I don't I'm not enough of an expert to tell you if there was auto tune on the vo- vocals or not. I don't mm. know. There may have been. I don't know. But I heard nothing to where now it was the second night of the tour. Okay. Okay, so, so he should, they should yeah. sound pretty fresh. They played the previous night in Philadelphia. Um, but so, anyways, let me just finish. They opened with black back in the saddle, black in the saddle, black or, in the saddle. Uh, yeah, like I just yeah, like sorry. This is a Blazing Saddles podcast. We should just do an all Blazing Saddles podcast, <laughs> oh, Lord. where every week we come on and just talk about Blazing Saddles. Okay, but anyways, no, we won't be doing any of that. No, no, That's no, just no, a just lie, um, joke. So he's opened with uh, back in the saddle. And I don't know the whole set list from there. Uh, they played "Crying," mm-hmm. uh, you know. They did the whole thing. Um, uh, they have such a catalog. Like when you start oh, yeah. to listen, really think about their. Um, um, you start to really think about their um, catalog. Like, and they played a more obscure song as the second song. And I can't. I don't know if it was "Mother Popcorn" or something of that ilk. Uh huh. Something yeah. with it was not one of their like mega. Big they didn't hits, play "Walk yeah. This Way" or anything like that. <clears throat> um, the sweet emotion sounded great. Yeah. Like they're, you know, they they all, you know, but they have such a vast catalog. They spanned, like, you know, you know, they were they were giant in the seventies, kind of like, eh, but they didn't kind of come back into it until like the late eighties, right? You know, they right. put out a couple re- earlier records that, like, Done with Mirrors was their, um, was when they reunited with the original band. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but um, but anyways, I thought that they sounded pretty good. Um, but the well, here's what I did not like. Um, a that that arena sucks. I would never go to another show there if you fucking paid me. It was the most uncomfortable seats I ever yeah, sat in yeah. in my entire life. Yeah. Maybe if you maybe if I could get like a box ticket because right. you have people sitting in the boxes that looked way better. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was terrible. It was just you know some look man. No fat shaming, but I'm going to kind of fat shame a little bit. This monstrous person came and sat down next oh, to me, no. and I was all re- Eric isn't a little guy either, and yeah. I'm not skinny. And we're like all like it was like uh, you know and like yeah. and I couldn't help it. My mind went because I'm I'm just as I'm just much of a sheeple as all y'all out there. Like, didn't we just have a pandemic? You know, that, that just flashed <laughs> into my mind for half a second. I'm like, shut up, shut yep, up, yep, shut up. Yep, yep. CNN, I rebuke you. <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. I'm just having fun. Uh, but uh, so so we ended up when Aerosmith came out, we started wandering. Mm-hmm. We were just very discreet about their yep. they. They're, it's not like it was in the eighties, dude. You right. can't just wander. Yeah, they they'll put you back to where uh-huh. you're supposed to be, like right away. So what you have to be very, to <clears throat> you have to be very kind of like you know nondescript, mm-hmm. you know, get in behind somebody else, you know, kind of right. thing. But we did find better uh, uh, vantage point uh, a little bit later on when Aerosmith was playing, and um, <clears throat> I mean their stage show was to die for. Yep. I mean, you know, what yep. I mean, it was like it was a giant, like you know. Big show, you know, it wasn't sure. like a greasy club show. It was like a, you know, a big show. <clears throat> and, um, but the sound, I was really disappointed in. I first, I thought it was just because we were sitting behind the stage. Yeah, but then yeah, we but moved around. Moved I still, around it, a bit, still. It, the, <laughs> mm. it's like it's like you know, a bad radio is a bad radio, no matter where you stand in the room. Exactly. That's kind of what it sounded uh, different where sucks. you stood there, but it was like I wasn't impressed with it. Um, I felt that like. It just wasn't all there. There was mm-hmm. this like um, I'm gonna do one of these. There was this like underlying, uh, uh, underlying like boom, 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 
you know. Oh, uh, like, what are those? Deals? And then and then there was some screechy guitar floating uh-huh. way around up on top and the vocals were in there somewhere uh-huh. and you really could not hear like yes I know Tom Hamilton was playing the notes on the bass uh-huh. but like his it was just this I think the low boom 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 thing was the kick drum oh um, yeah okay and um, so it was like yeah. all kick drum a little bit of tinny guitar yeah you know and like never heard Brad Whitford play a fucking note Oh man! You know what I mean. We didn't stay the whole show. Admittedly, yeah. I did not say the whole show. Maybe he played some notes. Like he was playing. I don't mean like that. Yeah, you just Brad Bridford's a great guitar yeah, player. Yeah. Like you know, he's in Joe Bonamassa's band for Christ's sure. sake. Sure, you know, and Aerosmith. You know, it's yeah. a good yeah. claim to fame. But um, <clears throat> they, um, because I could tell that they sound that they were playing well. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really. Um, there was a, there was some missed cues. Which is worth, oh. and it's always so funny. Like Aerosmith, I mean, they're the greatest. Like I'm not knocking them. I'm not. I don't by any means. This is none of this is meant to discourage you from going yeah. to the show. I'm sure by the time they get to Chicago or Nashville or whatever, they probably have this all worked yeah. out. Like you know, this is what happens on the first few dates of the show. They're working out the bugs. Um, but like, there was obviously some monitor issue or something where somebody couldn't hear something. I can hear Joe Perry kind of like. Um, I think it might have been on the, the solo, one of the twelve solos on "Crying," um, where you heard him like chink, like on the guitar yeah, in yeah. a way that wasn't, you know, was a little mm, bit of a that you wasn't know, supposed to happen. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, like yeah. it's so funny because we know the songs so well from hearing them on the radio. Like those so are anything true fucking out of classes. the ordinary. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. It just it sticks right out, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that doesn't make it bad. I, I love shit like that. I wish oh, more. Oh yeah, more I, human. Yeah. I wish more bands would go. Like one of the things I wish Rush would have done. Just one tour, mm-hmm. no nothing, just them, just them. Yeah. No special, crazy special effects. They don't play anything that they can't play with their four hands or uh-huh. six hands on stage. Right. Six hands and six feet. Yeah. If you can't play it with the six hands and six feet on the right. stage, it right. don't get played. Exactly. Like I, no I emulators. Love, yeah, I, no. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean, and I think that like that actually that would have been good. Actually, what I would love them to do, I think that would have been great. They would have been if they would have done this next thing. They would have been seriously limited in their catalog, but it still would have been cool to hear them do just a guitar, bass, and drums renditions of like uh, Tom Sawyer. Yeah, just like as a three piece, yeah. no keyboards, no nothing. Just mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm. what would they do? You know, yeah, exactly. But in any case, so what I'm saying is sometimes I think it, I like when I hear a band play something live and they do something little different with it yeah as long as it's cool i don't yeah, care exactly there we in other words guys rockers we trust you yeah go ahead you know? have some fun you know i mean and have we're going to be talking fun. about jamming in a, in a minute um yes. just real quickly um but anyway so that was my sort of review of the aerosmith show nice. they don't like the arena <clears throat> i you know i thought the sound was shitty aerosmith is a great band and i don't see like i don't see any kind of problems like some of the people's had with um like um motley crew and kids mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that i don't see anything even resembling that i think we're all because you could hear little dinky donkey things yeah. that were wrong like it tells you they're playing live yep so yep. like it yep. wasn't like concerned that like you know stuff was you know pre-recorded or anything um have you heard about this movie called the last voyage of the demeter i have not uh, the la- the um the demeter is um from the book dracula and the meter okay. is the ship that Dracula sails on uh-huh. to get to England from Romania. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. <clears throat> and in the book, everybody dies. Well. So you kind of, I'm, I'm spoiler alert, but that's what the book, it's known, like, because Dracula uh-huh. gets it to England and the whole thing happens. Okay. With all the characters that we all know from all the stuff. Um, but, uh, so they took this section of the book and they expanded it and turned it into its own story oh okay okay and um it's all very you know cool i think that um 
like I, I think it's just like it was a great concept. I think the acting was pretty good in it. Um, you know, the sets and all that are fantastic. I mean, you know what I mean. Uh, uh, another kudo I will give it is like, okay, Dracula isn't some like you know debonair, mm-hmm. like you know what I mean, seduce you. No, Dracula's a monster. Okay, like, he is yeah. a monster yeah. in this. So I think that that was fucking great. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, thank you for not like. Um, I remember yeah. he, reading a uh, or hearing an interview with um, Guillermo del Toro about being asked to direct the second Blade film and he was like yeah but vampires have to be monsters like this is how I'm doing it and he was like you know you know vampires are monsters so the vampire so Dracula the vampire in this is a monster Um, it is a it reminds me of Alien they're all getting picked off one by one there's a lot of cool things like it's a cool setup it's a cool atmosphere the I I, uh, for the most part I think that the Dracula thing creature whatever was pretty well done I mean like but here was my here's a couple of my issues with the film, a couple things. Uh, first of all, it was too slick. I think if they had done a grittier, mm-hmm. slimier, give us a little bit, a little bit more like actual, like practical effect blood and guts. Yeah. I think if they would have done something that was a little bit felt more, it would have been more, more impact, much more impactful. Okay, this kind of looked like a, um, and it may have been produced by that company. What's that company? James Wan. Um, uh, 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 Bloom, uh, Blumhouse. It kind of had a, okay. you know, Blumhouse films kind of have this Blumhouse kind of like mm-hmm. polished, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, for the most part. Um, and I just thought it kind of, you know, it was very, um, and also like um, I got what they were doing. They were trying to combine. I kudos to the, for this combine like high seas adventure with horror. Okay. You know, the confined sure, space yeah, horror, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, again, I think if it had been a grittier film, I think that would have come across like a lot better. Right. Um, but it's okay. I wouldn't pay to see it in a movie theater. Get it? Uh, you know, I've said this many times. People say, you don't say where to see the movie. That's because of an Amazon Fire Stick. Get a Fire Stick, go to YouTube <laughs> and figure it out. Um, happy, happy, joy, joy. Yes. Actually, I'm going to talk about a couple other movies. We're talking about movies. We'll get to that. Happy, happy, joy, joy okay. in a minute. Uh, Unwelcome mm-hmm. is this very off the wall indie horror film. Um, it's, I'm sounding like I like it. Um, oh. It's I don't love it. Um, there's a terrible, the husband is a terrible character. He's yeah. fucking like, he's everything that's wrong with how men are portrayed in movies. It's okay. like, oh, really? Really? I, maybe this is punishment because a lot of women <laughs> would look at movies and say, this is everything that's wrong with how See? women are portrayed in movies. But it really is. You, If you watch the movie, you'll know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. I mean, the, da- the, the, the husband is like... S capital S capital I capital M capital P like just uh, fucking like yes, the simpiest yes. simp of simps it's like crime I mean, yes I know that they have a tragedy at the beginning of the movie that they show an exposition or whatever but mm-hmm. still it's like you know it's like yeah, he's so unlikable he's so unlikable the bright spot in the movie the best part of the whole fucking movie yes is Cole Meany do you know Cole Meany is Cole Meany's so. fucking awesome um, he uh, one of the, his early movies was The Commitments but he's most famously known as Chief O'Brien in Star Trek. Okay. He's on the Next Generation. Then he was on um, the Beef Space Mot Nine for. I mean, he's like a major explorer in his right. family, and I mean, it was like a major character. Okay, and so he always plays a kind of certain kind of character. You know, nice, kind of like you know, nice guy, not dumb or anything, mm-hmm. but you know, but he plays completely against type. 
he plays the he plays the asshole of film. Oh really? He plays the guy like you can't wait for somebody to shoot him in the fucking head. Yeah. You know, um, he's fucking awesome. It almost almost if you can see it for free with a um, fire stick, yeah. I would say like you might and, and you're just a movie buff. Mm-hmm. This is not a movie for people that just casually want to see a movie. Right. Like, right. It's kind of shitty. You know. Yeah. See, there's a yeah. lot of crap. I think there's some creature effects in that that I think that are that are well done, but they come way too late. Mm. Uh, like you'll see what I mean. Okay. There's a lot of real draggy stuff we don't need. Blah blah blah. But Colmini as <clears throat> Daddy is oh. fucking off the goddamn hook. It's the fu- it's it's a sh- what's the problem is here's the problem he's too good for the fucking rest of that movie uh-huh. and like it's too good of a character for that movie like uh-huh. like they need to make a movie where daddy is like the fucking main fucking the main character, character. Like, yeah, and like yeah. have him in it and mm. muck it, just make it really good Make it a, just make it really good it doesn't have to be super fancy it doesn't have to be super big budget but like make it really fucking good he could be like the next um not Freddy Krueger that's too strong but maybe like the next like um Ash uh, Bruce Campbell in the in the, in the okay. Evil Dead, you know, yeah, he can yeah, become yeah. a kind of a character, kind of like that. But I thought that that was the only re- that was the bright spot in it, I, and I loved it every time he was on the screen acting like, like oh, Daddy. Good. We were like, like everybody who talked to him, he's like, "I said, call me Daddy." <laughs> like he was like, "Oh, it was fucking fucked up." Um, everybody needs to run out as soon as they can and see Sisu. 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 It's Finnish. Okay, but it's in English. Okay, good. So and there's not a lot of, there's a little bit of reading, but All not right. much. Here's the setting. There is, it's the very end of World War II. The Nazis are pretty sure, like, the goose is cooked. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a lot of chaos amongst the troops, and there's, people are, like, trying to get home or trying to get away mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. whatever. So there's a, car- so um, um, it takes place in Finland. This, 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 it is this um, cinematography and the location of this like stunningly desolate landscape that we've never seen in a movie before. Okay. So this is very cool. So it's not like, you know, a gazillion films were filmed in the American Southwest, you Mm -hmm, know, like, you mm -hmm. know, back in the day. And you kind of became familiar with that scenery. Exactly. Like, this is like really, after all these decades of movies, I don't think we've seen this scenery exactly in a movie. It's very cool. Um, So. There's this there's this guy he's mem- member of the Finnish military but he's a little bit rogue he was like he was like their version of like army rangers or navy seals or green mm-hmm. you know what i mean like the baddest of the baddest of the baddest sure. of the baddest okay yeah. like and he was the guy he was like an overachiever in his group and he was like they called they said he was unkillable cuz he was just okay. he just you know so all he wants to do he's found some gold and he just wants to get his gold. That's you can all. tell. Like, this is all, there's no dialogue at the beginning. He just wants to get his gold and go home. Yeah. He's like, the war is kind of wrapping up. I'm doing my thing. Like, before, like, you know, I get fucking killed out here. Like, I'm not saying that they say this on the screen. You right, gather, you it's so well you done, guys. Yeah, yeah. You understand. Like, I'm not spoiling anything. Like, you understand this in the mm-hmm, first few minutes mm-hmm. of the movie. It's not like, you know what I mean? Um, that he, I'll get my gold. I just want to go to fuck home. You can tell he looks beat up. He's like, you sure. know, and he's got a dog and a horse. Mm. And, um, of course, everybody's favorite asshole in a movie. Yes. Nazis. <laughs> Nazis show up. I hate Nazis. And they fuck up his whole plan. Um, it is bitch. fucking amazing. It's so goddamn good. Yeah. It's really like a, um, it's done in a style that feels kind of like a throwback to maybe the 60s. Okay. Um, there's these little like chapters that they yeah, okay. put on a screen with a kind of a kind of a very reminds me of late 60s kind of thing you would do. Um, 
here's how I would describe the movie. I'm no spoilers. I'm just telling you the kind of the atmosphere of it. Okay. Um, imagine, if you will, mm-hmm. dig if you will a picture. <laughs> um, imagine you will of this. Nazis in the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, something like that. Sure. This movie, but 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 take the good, the bad, the ugly, and you speed it up like John Wick. Okay. So it's like the good and the bad and the ugly meets John Wick. Okay. It has this, but it, it like, and then other characters come into play. These Nazi characters are all fucking awesome too. Like, I don't mean like they're likable. They're just they're great. They're perfect. Right. Despicable. Right. Characters. You can't. You know what yeah. I mean? You're like when they get one, you're like yeah. You know, and it's just like it's it's a super fun, violent as fuck movie. It's very violent. Did I say that? Yeah, it's extremely violent. Very violent. It's very 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 violent. It just wants its gold. It's got a great style. Everything about it is great. Um, there is some some moments in the third act where um they took the they took a little. I felt like they 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 um strained. The limits of believability okay. a little too far my a couple times right. it took me out of the film i was like uh like because they didn't need to do that right you know what i mean like it was great like it's they didn't need to story. go into something that yeah. was like that couldn't happen you know kind uh, of thing but anyway but don't let that hold you up i'm serious it's super fun if you can like if you're like overlook a few things like that i think you'll have a good time um sisu s-i-s-u yes s-i-s-u yes Right. See, see, so this is one I wish I would have seen on the big screen. It would have okay. been good. It would have been fun on the big screen. <clears throat> All right then. Um, Rick Emmett, we were talking about. Um, we, oh, so we were talking about on YouTube, um, and there's more than one channel that does it. Does mm-hmm. reaction videos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, but uh, I was talking. I had found a. Uh, I just you know, you know YouTube because you know me so well. Um, <laughs> Rick Emmett. No, no. How do I say this? Oh, she, uh, there was a woman who was a um, vocal coach uh-huh. who was going to react to okay. a video that somebody told her she should react. Sure. She should check out. Yes. Check out the vocals on this. And um, as she's talking, she's like, yes, this is the band Triumph. It's a live video of their song, Fight the Good Fight. They're Can- I understand they're a Canadian band. I've ne- she's never oh, heard Triumph before. Wow. She's not like that young i mean maybe yeah. she's in her 30s okay? okay you know what i mean but like she's like i never heard of triumph before but then here's what she says but then i had never heard of rush either and they're from canada and i reviewed them last week and i was really impressed or i really liked okay. her something yeah, i like her okay so we were like okay so there's some hope here and but i was like when she said fight the good fight by triumph and the uh-huh. live version like yeah. i knew that i was like lady get ready because like yeah. rick Emmett is one of the most amazing singers. This is something that like, this is, I wrote this down as Rick Emmett's problem. The problem with Rick Emmett was he probably should have just been a front man. Yeah. He's an amazing guitar player. Sure. I mean, he's an amazing, but I'm going to tell you guys, it's 70 whatever, I bet he sings circles around Steve Perry. Oh yeah. I mean, like, he like, Dude, go back and listen to Fight the Good Fight, Never Surrender, mm-hmm. uh, hold, uh, uh, Lay It on the Line. Yeah. I mean, h- hold on. <laughs> like he's hitting like fucking <laughs> yeah, like... He's way yeah, up there. I mean, he's up there with Brad Delph from um, uh, uh, Boston. Like, mm-hmm. um, it, he's an amazing singer. Like, and I think that like, but I, he is a... If you've ever heard him talk or seen him interviewed, like he is a guitar player, guitar player, guitar player, guitar yeah, player. Yeah. Like he loves the, you know, you know, he went around um, <clears throat> the country for 
decades doing guitar clinics. Mm-hmm. Not just the, not Star Country, but Canada. He yeah, may have yeah. gone to Europe too. I don't know. Yeah. But he toured uh, doing guitar clinics for years. <clears throat> And you know, I just always wonder why aren't you doing vocal clinics? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. did that? It's like all people people take it for granted. It's one of those like, this is one of those odd things in rock where the guy is so good at both things mm-hmm. that like some something gets end up taken for granted. And I don't think right. that people realize that like what an amazing vocalist that's he is. Phenomenal. Just like he's sick. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's fucking crazy. So finally, one last thing I want to mention, and I promise we're going to talk about jam bands, jam bands. scam bands, um, <laughs> happy, happy, joy, joy. Oh my! So, um, it's a documentary about a guy named John K. John K. Not John K. and Steppenwolf. Okay, uh, but John K. was the creator, and he also voiced Ren uh, in Ren okay. and Stimpy, <clears throat> and. Um, this guy was, you know, he grew up a lot like I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast grew up like, you know, he was like completely into his thing. Mm-hmm. He was a nerd, mm-hmm. you know. In this case, he was a he was a um, cartoon, not comic books so much, cartoon. but cartoon. Nerd. Yes. Um, and I noticed as they were like interviewing him in his um, chambers or whatever, <laughs> dude, he had like all kind of guitars and everything too. He had, oh like, yeah, some tube amps and stuff. Oh, like I was damn. like, he must play guitar. But this this doc, this document it's called document called Happy Happy Joy Joy. It is about John Kay who created the cartoon Ren and Stimpy. Um, it is in wildly fascinating. This this guy was is a real piece of fucking work. He's yeah. also a piece of shit. Oh, <laughs> but he's a piece of work. All right, I, I, you have to uh, you have to take people with the good with the bad, dude. Yeah, or, yeah. or maybe just sure. leave out the bad in your mind and just go with the good. Like yeah, exactly. I mean, like I have to do that. To, uh, to a certain I, I think that like you have to kind of separate the two there's mm-hmm. so many people who did like made amazing art there's even people that did like made amazing uh, contributions just to humanity in general you mm-hmm. know believe it or not who were pieces of shit in exactly. a lot of ways yeah. in their private lives yep. you know they just were you know I mean we're flawed <laughs> I love I always say like I'll talk about that song by uh, Dolly Parton uh, it's called Halos and Horns Mm. I think you get the idea just from mm-hmm. the title. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We all have halos. Exactly. We all have horns. Um, so this guy had halos and horns, and he was very. Um, he is. He's alive. Uh, <clears throat> he um, just had a vision for the, and he was a perfectionist. Uh, perfectionist. Uh, I heard somebody say, I can't remember which entertainer said it. I don't know if it was Don Rickles or one of people, somebody that ilk, maybe even George Carlin. I don't remember said like. Uh, perfectionist is a word that people use when they really want to say pain in the ass. <laughs> okay, I can see uh, it. Yeah, and yeah. Um, so this, but the, but what, he was very very demanding about what he wanted. And if you look at the cartoon, the, um, one of the things that's really amazing about it is the the art. It's stunningly, it's all hand painted wow. with amazing detail. Um, and if you take the it, like, they had two guys, two or three guys working who just painted the backgrounds, mm-hmm. and these guys were like artists. Yeah, yeah. You know, just the fucking backgrounds. There's a great documentary, some short one on YouTube about the Looney Tunes uh, backgrounds. Oh yeah, and, and this guy sh- freezes on them and shows them to you, and they are. This is like this is of that ilk, and and John Kay was like he wanted to bring that back to cartoons. He was like mm-hmm. so many cartoons at that time in the in, in, throughout the the 80s were just very flat, like they mm-hmm. had no you know, and they were all based on some kind of property. 
you know, yep. Barbie, yep. the Transformers, yeah. the this, that, G.I. Joe, you know what I mean? And, you know, nobody was doing anything really original. And uh, they, somehow they got, it's if you don't know what Ren and Stimpy is, uh, the reason I'm talking about it is because most people my age, and maybe got people a little bit younger, um, will know Ren and Stimpy um, because you know, the, all we all like the same music, but uh, from that era. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm sure Mr. Pittsburgh, I know you said you didn't like them, but you know who they were. I, I, yeah, absolutely I'm aware of them. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, absolutely yeah, know yeah. who they were. Um, so, or what the show was. Like, they, mm-hmm. like they're real people. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, this is where the why I brought because it became, was so iconic. It changed animation. Yeah. Without Ren and Stimpy, you don't have Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't have all these, uh, you don't have <clears throat> South Park. Right. You don't have Family Guy. You know what I mean? You don't have all these. They don't. You don't have all these things. It really breathed fresh life into into animation, animation when it yeah. needed it. And and on Nickelodeon, their channel, their their shows, children programming was just in the cartoon aspect of which is not. They were. I think they were still kind of finding themselves as well. They yeah, exactly. been on the air for you know five six years or something like that. Anyways. Um, so they, he was able to. He could. Nobody wanted it. He tried selling it to ABC, CBS, NBC, and everything like that. But Nickelodeon decided to take a chance on it. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, they put out the first episode. It was a smash, like in the water, immediately yep. smash. It. They were. <laughs> this is this is where there was problems starting with the second episode. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> they were late to get, getting the second episode out. Uh-huh. So they played the first one again. Uh-huh. It was still a smash. <clears throat> yeah. But they were like the network was like you guys you can't do this. Like sponsors yeah, you are getting need pissed to, off. Yeah. yeah, like we sold big we paid they paid big money to be on Ren and Right, right. Um <clears throat> so um <laughs> it went on like this and he was difficult to work with and at times could be very you know, uh, throw fits and everything with his staff and everything. Um, but we all came to a head where he created this one character. Like he was, they were always, it was always very, it's a very violent cartoon. It's a very violent cartoon. Did I say it's a violent cartoon? It's yeah, very violent. It's, violent. it's, it's way like he took like what the coyote and all that, like oh, the yeah. next fucking level. Yep. Yep. Next fucking level, um, and I think kids in, in kids of that age. I remember I was um, around some kids like at that time because I was I had a girlfriend who had kids that were watching Nickelodeon, and we all loved Ren and Stimpy. Uh-huh. We would all watch it. There were jokes, definitely jokes in there for adults, and um, like we were shocked by the violence of it. I mean, yeah. it was crazy. And the kid, but the kids, it would, they needed something different. They can't just do Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. They got to have their own mm-hmm. thing. In any case, um, but there was an episode where like they had really he had really pushed it where he wrote this story about this this he created this like drill sergeant type character okay with for Ren and Stimpy and this guy's like getting in the face and telling them that like the only way to learn about discipline uh-huh. is to break the rules and get disciplined and then you will f- truly feel loved. And this guy's like, but he, I, I'm not doing it. Like he's like, rawr, rawr, like yeah, yeah, really yeah. screaming at them, and they're like shaking and mm-hmm. everything. And he's like, he tells them they're not allowed to get on the couch. But when they don't get on, the, they like want to obey. And when they won't get right. on the couch, he's like, get on the couch. You're, th- you're not gonna learn anything like that. Like screaming at them, you know. And um, well, Nickelodeon was this is for children, right? And it's like kind of depicting child abuse. Yeah, that's really what it's depicting. In fact, there's a there was a character in there that was you know not too uh, hidden was you know a, a kitty diddler. Oh like, my. you know what I mean? Like yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. and never just laughed. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like yeah. you know, yeah. Um, 
But um, the, the, the Nickelodeon was like the kitty diddler thing that got by them. But the, this did not. They were like, no. 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 No, no, it's not how we're not putting this on the air. There's no way. It's insanely. They show it on YouTube. And it is. It's really. <laughs> what the fuck? Wow. <laughs> you know, was he trying to start like a child uprising yeah. or something? I have no idea what he's doing. Um, so that's what you know, ended up getting him, getting him shit canned and got, you know. Oh, but it's a good story. It's fucking. It's a really good documentary. It's fast paced they're all weirdos they're all interesting people to hear talk like you know know, the whole gang is it's really cool um and if you're a fan of that era good um this music we're listening to in the background sounds suspiciously like fish but it is not fish but it's not um irish uh i I think what irie Reggae, Irie, reggae, Irie, funk Irie reggae, funk jam. Okay, right, sure. But in any case, um, this is. Um, let's talk about jam music. Like, does jam music suck? You know, mm. you know jam bands. Like you hear this all the time. There's this like ire uh, against jam yeah. bands. You know um, why? Why do you think that is? I don't know. Do you not like jam bands? Do you like jam bands? I like jam, jam bands. That's that's what I, I jambal. Have, I jambalne. Yeah, I remember talking about. Now, do you consider North Mississippi All Stars a jam band? You know, yes. as 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 the great President yes. Nixon would oh, say. Yes, I'm glad you asked that. Oh, interesting. Yes, as I have much to say about that because I think we need to ask the question: mm-hmm. What is a jam band? Oh, that's a good. That's a good place to start. And I think another question. Yes. That we must discuss since we are talking about jam band hate is what is a jam band in a lot of people's or in the general public's oh, mind? That's good. They may not be one and the same. I, you may be correct, sir. They may not be one and the same. Yeah. The reason I asked that is I, I I was dating a girl once and I had mentioned that you and I were going to see North Mississippi All Stars and she's like, they're just a jam band and I'm like, what? <laughs> she said it with such disdain. <laughs> I'm like, huh? I I like them, so maybe I. Like I would jam say band. my my response here would be <clears throat> define just. What do you mean by just yeah, a jam band? See, I wasn't I wasn't that smart back then. Here's the thing. Um, um the, the, it's kind of hard to define. There is um, there are I, I like Santana is on the list. Okay, right. Sure. But Santana has a lot of songs. Yeah. Too. They're like we're all over the radio. This is something two people forget about the Grateful Dead. The Grateful Dead wrote songs. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I am I will just say that um I don't know why I'm saying it. I don't need to say this. I guess if I wanted to be object I always want objectivity in media. Mm-hmm. Right. And if I was being objective, I wouldn't offer this. But I kind of feel like I'm 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 coming to terms with my own subjectivity. Okay. Therefore I'm going to say this. All right then. I'm not like the biggest Grateful Dead fan. Me either. They don't really do much for mm. me. Yeah, no um, I think they I'm just did. Saying. I did think that they did write one of the greatest folk songs of all time, "Friend of the Devil." I, that's an insanely beautiful song, and I will always turn that song up. I fucking mm-hmm. love that song. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think their other songs are cool. I, I love "Touch of Gray." Sure. I mean, especially now that I've got a little bit more than "Touch of Gray." Um, I love. You know, I think they're good. So- but like, I couldn't. To me, just listening to them doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. 
You know I what I mean? I would not like, follow them around the country. Yeah, I wouldn't do anything yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Maybe if I had a free ticket, I would go. I, went, I got a free ticket, I went to Aerosmith. So who knows yeah. what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they're not, you know, they've just never been one. In fact, I will tell you, if you find me on MySpace... Yeah, on MySpace. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I took to writing articles, um, like like a blog on there, uh-huh. and I have a blog on there, say entitled "Why I Hate the Grateful Dead," <laughs> and I would love to go back and read it because I don't remember like what it said. Yeah, um, but I don't. I I've definitely softened my position on them, if nothing else. I, to me, I'm like it is. It's another genre, whatever. Yeah. Um, but the Grateful Dead, um, are the quintessential jam band. When somebody says jam band, everybody says Grateful Dead. Right. Grateful right. Dead. Yep. Grateful Dead yep. just like comes out of everybody's mouth. Um, I don't hear to, to me the North Mississippi All Stars are a blues band, right? Not a jam band, um, and that is a good distinction. Is every band that jams a jam band? Oh, I mean, it was not uncommon. Mm-hmm. There was a period in rock where it was not uncommon where bands would play their songs as they went but then they would have a song maybe they would have more than one song where they jammed actually I cannot remember what song Aerosmith was played and even and this was towards the beginning early part of the set within the first hour they did play at least one song where they stretched out stretched it out yeah they stretched out okay Black Crows stretch out okay so what's the difference between that and, and jam oh nothing no, <laughs> there's really there's nothing. nothing? <laughs> no, there's really no difference between mm. that. The thing of it is, I think a jam band people and people's uh, uh, well, I think jam bands tend to do that more. Yeah, that tends to yeah. be more of like you know what they do. Uh, so I think that that is something we have to consider okay. uh, when we're trying to you know define our terms here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They do that more. I don't remember. Um, Uh, now I, I need to go see North Mississippi All Stars again because I can't, I'm trying to remember. Like, I thought maybe they were a jam band. Maybe they are a jam well, here, band. I'm trying to think of like the few times it. I've seen the this the several times or whatever we've seen it five times something yeah, like that. Yeah. Like I I think yeah there is a lot they do go off yeah a lot. Well, the, I can't remember the the actual song they were doing, <clears throat> but in the middle of the song they did the riff to Whiskey Rock Rockerola yeah by Skinnerd. And they played that riff, and they jammed over that riff for like a good half hour. I'm not kidding you. That's a jam band. Was, They're a jam yeah, band. But, the, but it was so good. Are you sure it was a half an hour? That seems really long. Are you I, sure it was I like 10 it. minutes? I timed it. Did you time it? Okay. No, oh, maybe it was half an hour. Half hour. It's a half hour in dog years. But no, it was so good, and that's what you know when 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 this girl said, "Oh, they're just a jam band." I'm like, "Yeah, but I like that." If they're good, I like that. I am. Um, I would definitely take North of Mississippi <clears throat> All Stars jamming over some other jamming. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think the other thing is, <clears throat> and this is another thing we have to talk about. This we're going to get to all of it. They're not all jam bands are great equal. They're not all really doing exactly no. the same thing. No. So, like, and what's jam? I think you know. And and when as I as I research this online, there were people who were like, "Well, aren't they just bands that like they don't really play any songs? They just <laughs> they get up just and, get up and, start, and jam. start playing yeah. like." Um, me and um, Drew and Jared were doing that here. I have like hours mm-hmm. recorded of us mm-hmm. just playing and stream of consciousness kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. It's not the kind of th- we did kind of kid. We did kind of toy around with the idea of like, what if we could do this on a stage? Because mm-hmm. we would, but maybe we were just getting ourselves off. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. like I don't want to just you know think just because we think it's cool, like whatever. The, but yeah. they were. Um, 
really good. Uh, but but in any case, um, so I think that that's when a lot of people's minds is like that's a jam, and they don't even have, they don't even. Yeah, they, they just start song, playing. They just start playing. Yeah, they just start playing, and yeah. whatever happens, happens. Um, I <laughs> that I I understand people that would like that, mm-hmm. and I I think that there are people that would that would like that. You're talking to you small. You're narrowing your audience now. Yeah. Um, but um, I think that the stereo, the, the more typical thing is a band like The Grateful Dead or Fish. But mm-hmm. the thing about I think I can't remember. I looked it up. Fish has something like. Five or six songs that broke the top 100. Like they weren't just a oh, jam okay. band. Yeah, like yeah, they, they had, had hit songs. It, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I have. I made a little uh, something for you, for you guys. If you oh, just, if you nice. don't, if you don't, you know. There is a um, a list oh. of their like hit hits, and I'll play you a second or two here in a, in a second or two. Um, so, these bands all play songs. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, you know, I imagine you could go somewhere and you could get four guys on a stage who would just play. Yeah. Um, I saw um, Martin Modeski and with John Schofield, and um, they still play as much as they, that, that, that's jazz. I'm going to talk about jazz versus jam here, too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's jazz, but they played songs. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't just uh, get up there and just yeah 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 they didn't just get up there and just like I don't know somebody just start pl- somebody play yeah, something I'm, you're okay <laughs> you know I'll play along with it oh man this is not the what I was looking for <clears throat> oh here we are so this is from hellomusictheory.com 11 greatest and most famous uh, jam bands all right then the grateful dead we already talked about sure, them sure. okay blues traveler oh, so this is a little later right. addition to yeah. the now i think that jam kind of did take off kind of in the 90s i think there was a kind yeah, of explosion yeah. with that with with blues traveler mm-hmm. and fish and bands like that uh leftover salmon which is a band i do not know i don't know that you bet that this group has uh equally <clears throat> unique fusion of sounds bluegrass rock cajun Performing music festivals in uh, California, Colorado, West Virginia, gave them jam band a loyal following. Uh, band, they have a banjoist, Mark Vaughn, passed away due to throat cancer in 2002. Mm. The group never quite found a replacement. Mm. Uh, the Dave Matthews Band is another band. Hoody, 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 I, I know a lot of everybody likes hoody, Dave Matthews. <laughs> hoody, hoody, hoody. All right, that's my Dave um, Matthews. I think that. Um, <clears throat> Yeah. They have some. Uh, I think there's some very cool songs. Um, they were a big pop act. I think "Crash Into Me" is one of the most yeah. touching love yeah. songs. Yeah, I like that one. You know what I mean? Like who didn't? Who hasn't made out to "Crash Into Me"? Um, but they. Um, but they. But but apparently there's a lot of they stretch out. Like I saw you were you were dicking around with ants marching. Yeah. Um, I saw. I watched a video of that today. Um and they stretch it out. There's like yeah, a longer intro yeah. and then you take some, you know, they you know, and it's like 7 8 minutes live. Okay. Now nobody could play down a jam like the fucking Almond Brothers. That's right. Now the Almond Brothers talking. like I'm not talking 8 minutes. We're talking like a whole side. Mm-hmm. Would be a jam. <laughs> that was like, you know, and it was much more accepted in the when it first started in the seventies. Mm-hmm. It was way more. It wasn't just accepted. It was like people like wanted it. Yeah, so this like, was yeah. to my point earlier. Was like there was a lot of bands that like no matter what they did, 
they would have a couple moments where they would stretch out. Yeah, yeah. So there's a there is a uh, a desire, or at least at least there used to be a desire for that. And I think a lot of bands you go see live today. Um, let me let me take that back. I think there are, there are a lot of bands that you might go see live today that have moments in the show when mm-hmm. they do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, they do whatever. I think that too. Um, you know, what's the difference between that? Yes. And going to like a EDM club, and they're like they take they take some disco song mm-hmm. and the extended, they, they extended, extend it and they mm-hmm. bring in all kind of different you know beats and stuff like that. What's the difference? There's no difference. I don't know if there's no. I don't know if there's, there's no absolutely difference. Absolutely no difference. But I think that it might be the same kind of thing. Is what I guess I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um. I think that uh, one of the issues with J- uh, with jam is it got associated with smelly hippies, oh, um, and there was a lot of uh, there's smelly. a uh, very long and I put it in the show notes, very long um, uh, article on the Fish website um, that, that addresses the jam band hate, mm-hmm. and it's really in depth. And I'm by no means going to sit here and read it to you. Um, but I just want to, a couple of topics he brings up is it sort of like kind of a bad reputation because some of the festivals were like shaky yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And like that, that didn't help its, uh, mm-hmm. its image. Uh, but fish is a, is a, is on the list as well as a, uh, a well-known jam band. Um, there is, this is kind of fun. I'm not going to make you guys, um, listen to it. Listen to me. I'm, pr- I'm already prejudging. You might love this. This is fish's, uh, jams. It's just three hours. Now, it isn't all one thing. It isn't no. all one three-hour jam. But somebody's just taken some live clips of them jamming mm-hmm. and assembled it into like a three-hour montage. Okay, then. the duchy what <laughs> you passed the duchy <coughs> so I definitely I mean I mean that's like got the Grateful Dead all over it but yep, yep. um I don't know I don't hear anything bad no, like I kinda, you know what I mean like, I like it. if it, I was there at the show I'd be like yeah you'd be rocking out to it yeah. you know what I mean it's okay um It is. These are done typically in the context of some kind of song, though. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is yeah, what yeah, I'm trying yeah. to say? It's not just like they're not just dicking just around. Get up there and, and start and, jamming an E. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I think the complaint about well, hold a second. I want to kind of do this in a sort of organized manner. Okay, good luck. I'm sort of mashing all the topics together. Yeah, I'm talking about maybe that's just the way it should flow. Don't fight it. I can't fight this feeling anymore. <laughs> uh, another band on the list is Widespread Panic. Oh. Came together in 86 in Georgia. 
Uh, they were by the '91. They were opening uh, for uh, uh, well, for the band Little Women. I thought it was Little Feet. Well, uh, Little Women. Little, do little women, women have Little, little feet? Women Feet. Yeah, there we go. Little Women Feet. That'd be hilarious. Wow. That should this change the name. <laughs> Though the band has been compared to other jam bands like Fish, The Grateful Dead, their blues rock, funk, southern rock sound is uniquely their own. Touring and having a CD release in '98 ensured the band had a large following. Um, they do use set lists to avoid playing the same show over and over. Okay. Uh, th- this is um, something too with with um, jam bands is, um, you know, not using a set list. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you use a set list or not. Does it sound good? Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. If exactly. I like it, I like it. If I don't like it, I don't yep. like it. You know what I mean? Um, Umphreys McGee. That's a great name. Uh-huh. Uh From South Bend, Indiana. 90s band uses improvisational jazz oh. even more than older jam bands such as The Grateful Dead. They're known to blend various genres, moods, tempos throughout their albums and sometimes within one song. Interesting. Um, I think that um, I think that some, some of these bands are bringing in different things. They're not all the same. The band we're going to talk about here is the next one is Bela Fleck and the Fleck Tones. Ooh. Again, there's the banjo. Um, formed in 88, Tennessean jam band Bela Fleck and the Fleck Tones was created as a gig for PBS TV series. Afterward, Fleck decided to keep the group. Known for mixing jazz, progressive, and bluegrass jams, their first album put them on the map with a Grammy nomination. Um, that, I believe, is the, f- the, the uh, famous Victor Wooten on bass right there. Okay. Not... What's playing in the background? Yeah, yeah, we but, could uh, listen uh, to we're, half we're a second. Where, where? Let me go back here and nix this. No, no, no. Nine, nay, nay. I oh, it's playing. There's too many windows. There's too many windows. Oh, no, there you go. Uh, oh, music to my ears. There we go. Uh, take a breath. Take a breath. Take a breath. <laughs> Let's all breathe and just relax <clears> ourselves. <throat> all right. This is a little bit of Bama Fleck. Thanks so much for listening to us today. We had a great see. Like it's nothing like fish. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like right, I think right. I think this is the sort of thing that happens is people hear one band that's all they know about oh, jam and they think that's, that's it. Jam band. Let me ask you a question: Is Government Mule jam band? It can be. For you, Howard Levy on the keyboards and harmonica, Victor Lamont Wooten on the bass. There he is. Future Man on the syntax drumatar. Oh my. I'm Bela Fleck on the banjo. Thank you, guys. One of the complaints about Jam that I read um, was that... um, (laughs) Is that, like, the sounds. They can't stand the fucking sounds. (laughs) I don't know. Let's see if my eyes will let me behold this. I think this is done. Yeah. Um, this is from the, the Miami New Times. Okay. Top 12 reasons I generally hate jam bands. Okay. Jerry Garcia. He oh. died. It's over. <laughs> Marijuana. It's mostly for kids and burnouts. <laughs> Softens harsh edges of horribly boring shows with horribly boring guitar solos. Oh boy, guitar solos is number three. Oh my, yes, yes. Horribly noodly. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the heart of jamming. I'd much rather have a short burst of brilliance that fits wonderfully into. Okay, yes, we get where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hygiene. Oh boy. See, this is the other problem with the jam scene. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Is that like mm-hmm. they have the you know have a bad reputation for like hippies. That's yeah. the problem. Like I, Eric Cartman said it best: hippies. You all say you want to change the world, but all you do is smoke pot and smell bad. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Brilliant. Mm -hmm. Um, Fish kids. Uh, As in P-H-I-S-H. Yes. Okay. Hippie dancing. Oh, yeah. I ate half an ounce of mushrooms at a dead show at the Meadowlands in the the early 90s. And ever since then, been twirling. uh, That twirling freaks me out. Advanced, uh, the advanced hippie uh, white boy squat looks to me like the dancer is fucking an imaginary invisible. <laughs> is if it's an imaginary, is it doesn't that automatically mean invisible? Yeah, is that a redundant? Uh, it could be from the Department of Redundancy Department. Yes, uh, the blues. So many white jam bands don't get it. I think that there might be some truth to that. Yes, yes. Solid state. This is funny. Solid wow. state effects racks. Weirdly overprocessed, sounds like a pile of yeah. you know stuff. Um, that was the one thing that always like made, was a head scratcher for me with Jerry Garcia. Yeah, have you ever seen him play live? He's yeah. got like a refrigerator full of gear. Oh, really? And he has the thinnest twang. Yeah, <laughs> like I think very are, unremarkable. Are any of those things turned on. Like, man, that's what happens when yeah. you put too much shit in your signal. Yeah. I think he was just high and just thought that sounded yeah, good. People probably kept great. selling it. People kept on saying, hey, Jerry, put this in your rack because we want people to buy it. And he's probably, sure, okay, man, no man. problem, you know. Yeah. Uh, refresh, Haterade is sweet and refresh. I don't know what that means. Ten that. songs. Jam bands generally seem to either uh, not write songs with discernible hooks and sweet melodies uh, or they seem to obscure them with the above-mentioned solos. Uh, yes, okay. Jazz does it better. We're going to talk about jazz in a minute. Mm. Um, musicianship. Being a great musician does not mean you actually play good music. <laughs> uh, for more information about oh, the Sea Dream come Theater. On, come on now. Okay. Um, this is, I want to, uh, so so I think here's, this, this is hits on a couple of things. Yeah. First of all, the fans. I think that some people are turned off by the fan base. They seem kind of like, drugged out maybe mm-hmm. a little scary mm-hmm. it's so funny like um the um conservatives in america were looking for some way to get people away from hippies right and they they i don't know if this was by design you there's a you may read into this what you will or if this was just a happy accident for the FBI or the CIA <laughs> was the Charles Manson thing. Sure. Because sure. Once, once that happened, then they had the ammo to make yeah, hippies look sound hippies. scary yep. and everything. And I think it's still going on. Um, so I think that there is a sort of like hating the fans, therefore I hate the bands kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, I remember being at a rehearsal one time and uh, with the, uh, the bass player we, we were playing, I thought he was really good um, musician. And I'm a nice guy, and um, I made some some comment about some. Oh, he made some comment about the Dave, some like snide comment about the Dave Matthews band, uh-huh. and I was like, 
what's wrong with Dave? Like yeah. this cat, like they're like kind of like their base. I can't remember his name. Um, is a really considered like in them like to be like yeah. one of the good, really good bass players out there. Boy, I sound so knowledgeable about music right now. <laughs> um, and so I would, I was kind of shocked that this guy, you know, was making. It. He's like, oh, oh they're just you know, like it's so like awful. And like he says, maybe it wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't for their fans. And uh. and I'm going like. So, so that was the first time this came into my awareness that people could hate a band because, because of, their, of fans. their fans. Yeah. Interesting. Fascinating, Captain. Right or wrong, I judge not. But I'm just saying it's it, it appears to be a thing for some people. Um. Also, too, I think this, this play. Then, then what happens with this is the bandwagon starts. Right. It becomes mm-hmm. fun for everybody to hate the Dave Matthews band, right, or everybody right, to pick right. on Fish, or blah blah blah. It becomes like a thing to do. It's a so. This becomes like a social meme, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we all entertain ourselves all day on the internet with memes about how stupid Fish is, or, <laughs> or you know what I mean, how you know terrible the fans for the Dave Matthews band are, and it just perpetuates. When probably it was just like a couple things that happened here yeah, and there. They yeah. probably happened to a lot of other bands. You know, I think you could say that about any fandom. I think you could say yeah. that about metal fandom. Sure. I think you could say that about hip hop fandom. Yep. You know, whatever. I think you could say that. You know, you know, is there's a lot of wonderful, beautiful people in the world. I think most people are doing the trying to do their best, but you always get like a small percentage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just don't give a fuck, and they're gonna fuck with everybody. You exactly. know what I mean? Like. You gotta have that in any situation. You gotta get over it. Um, so I think that this all leads to a little wee bit of a misunderstanding. I think there's multiple misunderstandings with with jam bands on both sides of the fence. Oh yeah. Um, I think that there are um, uh, people that like we were talking about who think that this is just indiscriminate jamming, like nobody yeah. even playing anything. That's not true. A lot of these bands have songs like Santana is on people's oh, yeah. lists as a jam band, and they had cla- giant classic songs. Um, are, does he take extended guitar solos? Sure. Yeah, but that used to be a total thing, and people want, would go to concerts because yeah. they wanted to hear their favorite guitar player like maybe take play a little guitar. time and play yeah. something. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just like you know, it's not. Um, I, I, I would. I'm sure Eric Clapton played. I think the next night after um, Aerosmith, and I'm sure that they took solos <laughs> of course <laughs> you know like i mean i'm sure i don't think it was i don't i want no thang yeah um so i think that that's where 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 a lot of this, this people just have like blown it up in their minds um and if pigeonholed certain bands um there's been a little bit of controversy around the band Fish, and I kind of wonder if, and I don't want to perpetuate it, but you can look it up for yourself, but there's a little bit of controversy around the band uh, that happened a number of years back, and I wonder if maybe there's still kind of Some fighting fighting and, that, yeah. uh, fighting, fighting, dealing dealing with that um, yeah. um, a little wee bit. Um... Here's the, I think, a, 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 but I think there's a couple legitimate criticisms. First of all, I think that the musicians sometimes think that they're better than they really are. Uh, let me, let me clarify what I mean. Like, here, here's, um, or, and I think fans sometimes think that the musicians are better than they really are. Um, it's not jazz. Right. Okay. How can I put this? I, I just, I don't, I want to phrase this in a way that isn't, doesn't like everybody's head with a bunch of musical. Uh, mm-hmm. Jargon. Let's put it this way: what is, what is happening in jazz is like 
a hundred thousand times more sophisticated than what is happening in like most pop, especially today's pop and rock music. Okay. What I mean by harmonically sophisticated is like, they're like putting notes together in ways that are just sky's the limit. You know, they're just Mm -hmm. really, and if you can find a way to make it work and make it groove, like it works, it's, you know, they're really, you know, and they're really kind of exploring that aspect of it. Um, and there's a lot of things with like tricky time signatures and stuff like that um, in the context of musicians taking extended solos. Jam is not that. Jam is essentially um, t- taking a um, song, mm-hmm. a rock song, a pop song, or whatever you want to call it, and... Um, just extending it yeah it's not a pop song with four basic chord changes mm-hmm. it just wasn't really designed for that the idea was that wasn't the idea that doesn't mean there aren't bands that don't do it to great effect and like and in to taste and to within certain degrees it works beautifully like right don't we all love the extended version of um uh was it november rain by yo yeah guns and roses where slash plays all those amazing solos like you know what i mean there's a time and a place where there's a place where you can you can you can really get that in and open music. up and yo, yeah, yeah there's yeah. times place where it's got to be done in the right way it's got to be done with still has to have some restraint uh, but if you take a song like Sweet Home Alabama, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, which is like has the you know the most basic chord changes, and you just do that, you just do that over and over while somebody goes. <laughs> That's cool. That's fun. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. You know yeah. what I mean? You know what I mean? But so, not a lot of people have a lot of tolerance for that. You're right. And, it gets and old real fast. In it, their it, head. Can, yeah. it, can, it can get old real fast. You have to find ways to kind of mix. I think this, too, this is one of the reasons why the, some of these guys are playing around with a lot of electronic sounds and everything is a way to kind of like make it mm-hmm. a little bit more interesting um, with what they're doing. Um, so it's so it lacks the harmonic complexity of some of a you know so, so something like a, the chord changes to Sweet Home Alabama like the harmonic complexity of say something like Autumn Leaves or um, All the Things You Are mm-hmm. or some you know some of these amazing pieces by George Gershwin mm-hmm. or Hoagie Carmichael or you know Cole Porter uh, we're talking about a sophistication of melody and chords and stuff like that that what happens is a guy who's really into improvisation now there's a lot of other things you can do because the harmony is more sophisticated. You can incorporate more notes that you may not incorporate in a general four chord, three chord song like Sweet Home Alabama sure, or, sure. Yeah. you know, whatever, whatever. I'm just, I don't know why I'm stuck on Sweet Home Alabama. I'm free. Or whatever. I'm on a Skinnered kick or something. <laughs> uh, a Dirty Deeds on Dirt Cheap. Okay, you whatever. Go. You know right, what I mean? Yeah, like, sure. you know, there's only like, so many things you can do with that so many notes you can kind of put together with that and still make it work whereas when you get into songs with more uh, sophisticated chord changes and things like that you now uh, a whole nother world opens up Um, the other thing that I've noticed about jam musicians is um, a lot of them while a lot of them do play the chord changes as they're soloing they're acknowledging the chords Mm -hmm. what they don't do 
well is play through the chord changes. That's another thing that jazz musicians really do. Jazz musicians are not only playing over all those chord changes, they're hearing the chord changes between the chord changes. Ah, yes. And they're yes. they're putting little things in that hint at that and they're real ear ticklers. It really mm-hmm. kind of like goes like, oh, oh, yeah. Ooh, you go like, you go, yeah. you might for your ear for a second might go like, that doesn't work, but you go, oh, no, it works. Oh, it's okay. I see what okay. You know, you put it yeah. together. Um, it's like suspense in a novel. Right. Or a story. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He creates mm-hmm. that moment of, oh, that's awesome. There I love how you put that together. Okay. You know? yeah, yeah. Um, and they surprise and delight you is what I'm trying to say. Yes, yes. So, um, most jam bands that I've heard don't, don't really have that. They don't really complete it. So the, those musicians aren't dealing, aren't aren't at that level. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it like that. I, what am I being? A musicianist? Musicianist? What? I'm, I'm a musicianist. You are. <laughs> I don't know what Shame I am. Shame on you. I'm a music snob. Oh, I sound, I'm, I this, like I that. sounds, that's what I'll say. It sounds a little bit like music snobbery. Snobbery, yeah. I'm, but I'm, I'm not trying to sound like that. It just literally is what a, somebody like Martin Medeski and Wood are doing versus what Fish is doing are like really not the same thing. You might for half a second think that, but they really are not doing the same thing at all. Um, and so I, th- so and if you notice in pop music there isn't there have been um milestone instrumental songs mm-hmm. right sure wipeout sure i was playing this one before um i don't have i you know i unplugged my tremolo pedal unfortunately but i was playing this one ah yes rumble yeah i was playing rumble yeah um yeah you know before you before you before you came over i love that um the, you know, there, there's been a few uh, classical gas. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, some of the things that uh, uh, Cliffs of Dover by Eric Johnson, sure. uh, Summer Song by Joe Satriani. Joe you know, it's yep, been yep, a yep. you know, there's been a there's a smattering here and there, but most rock music has vocals. Mm-hmm. Most of it does. Mm-hmm. Um, the vast majority of it does, but the vast majority of it does. So um, I think that the, one of the reasons for that is it's like a rock song kind of is not as interesting without some cool lyrics. Yes. And even when somebody like Jeff Beck plays A Day in the Life, uh-huh. and it's amazing, right? Sure. It's be- oh my God, it's one of the greatest interpretations of the song ever. You're singing the words in your right, head. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? So I think that, you know, we could talk about this on a, you know, another time, but the words and the music kind of really go together. And I think jam, it, it, I think for some, a lot of folks, jam is missing the point. <laughs> of of what rock is trying right. to do yeah. by having long solos over, I'm just I can't not, sing along with that exactly, and I'm not critic. I'm I what I'm trying to do is get at what like why people may not like it mm-hmm. and why it may mm-hmm. not have the mass appeal that something that is super immediate like another one bites the dust by Queen right. is you know it's like yep. immediate yep. like you know what I mean like it's like hook 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 out. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. that's, you know, jam isn't like the jam requires you to kind of like go on a little bit of a journey with the musician. Jazz absolutely requires that of you. Um, they're just 
doing the same things in two different ways. I think my argument is, and I don't know if I've convinced anybody, is that jazz does it a little bit better than jam because of the musical sophistication. Right. I think that that just add, does something. I'm not saying that there has never been a jam band that has not reached that level. I kind of think that maybe the Allman Brothers with their live at the Fillmore stuff, I think that maybe they were on that. Not that I thought they were playing jazz, but they were able to keep it really interesting yeah. the whole way they, as they were going. And I think that they just did that on pure fucking... Uh, you know 20 something age balls yep like those those guys were i mean when you hear those guys playing on that record these are these are five seven guys whatever like full of piss and vinegar yep you know what i mean that's they're in the prime dude you know what i mean so it's hot the whole way through but that's the kind of exception and not the rule i think Mm -hmm. i think um i so so i think that there's just some misconceptions about it one, I think, too, that like the genre kind of has hurt itself um, be- with some of the kind of little bit, a little bit of controversy or like the sure. association with the smelly hippie thing, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, I think, too, that like a lot of people, I'm trying to articulate what I think a lot of people are experiencing who don't like jams. It's like it sounds boring to them because this sounds like something that should have, ver- you know, intro. Verse, chorus, Chorus. verse, bridge, chorus, chorus, out. I'm not here. It's not justifying. It's like going to a movie sometimes where it's like a great movie and everything, but... You know the director is like really overdoing it because of the set. So he's like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Am I tra- and there's people that are gonna love that. Yeah. Oh my god, the I cinematography. Love the way it looks. Oh, yes. you know what I mean? Yes. And I could look at that all day. And there's people like, get on with the fucking story. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. So I think I think I think those are all factors. I think there's one other contributing factor to the sort of like jam band frustration, hate, whatever. Hold, stick your nose up at whatever. (laughs) I think it's the lack of just a general lack of musical sophistication that we have with our education system. I think that like you know what I mean. Like we just we're, I don't know if I need to say anything else about that right yeah. you know what I'm saying right like oh, yeah, we're not yeah. like you know I mean we though there's no like music appreciation there's no like you know half an hour a day where like an adult will sit down with children and say this is Bach listen to this yeah just we're not gonna it's, make you sit for an hour right but like we're gonna listen to a little bit of this and maybe mm-hmm. kind of like how does that make you feel or whatever you know this is Louis Armstrong you know blah, 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 you know what I mean mm-hmm. you know this is Led Zeppelin. <laughs> well, that too. That could be, of course. Could you know, be, why not? Sure. This is Cole Porter. This is George Gershwin. This is you know whatever. Um, and just to kind of like give them, you know, a little bit of like, it's so funny. Um, I was uh, we were talking about reaction videos, and my sister sent me one last night. It really touched me. This is a gentleman on TikTok, and he had never heard. Um, uh, faithfully by Journey. Oh, and it was yeah, just for the yeah. first time. And the guy had tears in his eyes. Like, I think that people would like this music if mm-hmm. we maybe just let them have a little bit of a chance and get calmed down. Yeah. You know, don't have nothing else to do and just like let people like kind of get exposed to it. Um, but so I think people will like a lot of different stuff if you give them a little bit of a chance. So I think that that is another. So, this, so as all things, Mr. Pittsburgh, yes. we can't just point the finger at one thing or one nope. person or one situation, right? Yeah. 
You know what I mean? It's 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 nuanced. You know, I think if we don't kind of pay attention to it, you know, maybe make a little bit of an effort. You know what I mean? I think we could improve it if we, you know, maybe gave it a little bit more thought. Mm -hmm. And I hope that like those of you that are listening, maybe you like you have kids or you're around kids or whatever. Maybe you take a minute and say, you know. This is something completely different. Or maybe yeah. I've never listened to Bach. And so let, yeah, yeah, let me sit down with out. my kids. I don't, we're just going to have some fun. Everything's on YouTube, right? I can I can listen to mm-hmm. anything I want, mm-hmm. right? It just might be something fun to do. Expose yourself to something a little bit different. Exactly. Um, okay. Let's talk. Speaking of great music, yes. Mr. Pittsburgh came in, and I had heard I about sure this. sure did. With um, the new Rolling Stones. Yes. Let's start it. Let's try this from the beginning. Okay, they had me at da na 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 na. Of course, they, they, yep. they, they had yep. me right there. Yep. I mean, it's immediately. Oh, this is the Stones. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an awesome video. I think that it's a great throwback to maybe oh, yeah. a ni- late 1980s, maybe early 1990s kind of rock video on MTV. Fucking great! Mm-hmm. I think it's like kind of what we need right now. I don't know if I, I was this is the second time through. I was checking out some of the lyrics. <clears throat> uh, don't get angry with me, you know. You know, is uh, I don't have the all the lyrics in front of me, but I was sort of picking up on some like, like leave leave us leave the past alone. Yeah, with like you know. Yeah. And it's great. If you get a chance to see the video, go check out the video because uh, essentially it's a car driving down the highway. Is that Ventura? No, not Ventura. Sunset Boulevard? It looks like like Sunset. And they have all kind of billboards. And on the billboards, it's the stones throughout their history. Throughout their history, yeah. But 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 it's animated to this song. They it's did a good very job. Cool. Very cool. They did a good cool. job with the animation. Yeah, yeah it's very, very yeah. cool. Um, very tastefully done. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's a rolling fucking stones, dude. Like, yeah. Like, I think that like I I posted I posted on the um in the group this week that like do we want to hear new music from from heritage artists? And I think when it's like this, the yes. answer is yes. Hell yes. I think the problem is that like a lot of those guys are just like they're they're um. You know, like kind of sleepwalking through it. You yeah. know, they're just you know, yeah. going through the motions. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to do something, man, do something that like kicks fucking ass. Mm-hmm. And this does. It's I, Rolling Stones. Yeah. Rolling From the Stones opening are, chords, yeah. you're like, yep, it's the Stones. 
Very good. Um, I heard this band, yes. uh, Manus Maniskin. Mainskin? Mainskin. I think it's Moniskin. It has when I can't put it in here, but it has one of those funny things over the A. Oh, okay. I think it's Moniskin. Oh, omelet. I don't think it's mono skin. It's man. It's like mono skin. Main skin. Main skin. Oh, baby, get in the main skin and night very hot. You know. Um, <laughs> honey, are you coming? Oh my, sir. Just check it out. Tell me for a minute. Like, tell me what you think it reminds you. I, I, I have thoughts. Okay. Thoughts, please. Well, I see how you are now. Well, I see how you are now. Right. I hear the cult meets the cure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. got the. There's something about his voice that reminds me of Robert Smith, uh-huh. but the guitar riffs remind me kind of the cure. Yeah. Uh, I mean the cult, the rather. cult rather. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's really cool. Like that's my like third time through it, and like every time I hear a song, I'm like. I'm like first time I heard it, I was like it's okay. It's like uh-huh. it was pretty good. But then, and yeah, then like the like, more time oh, I'm like, oh, I'm like grooving on. It. I think it fucking kicks ass. Oh, this is a very cool band. Um, Monoskin, Honey, Are You Coming? I This was actually one of my new notables a couple months back. Did you know that? Did I didn't you? know that. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. So I'm rediscovering. You're rediscovering. I get to, just like Faithfully, I get the joy of rediscovering you. <laughs> just like the song. That's beautiful. Okay, this is one that I know you didn't do. Okay. So that's why you were sitting there going like, Lou, are you on drugs? I'm like, wait a minute. I've, I know this band. I'm like, oh, I know who it is. All right. Let's listen to the, Okay. Hold on. Start over. Hold on. Do it. Do it. See, we could have missed that awesome bass know, line at the right? beginning. I got to hear that again.
the Dead Daisies. Rock and roll is not dead. Featuring the amazing Glenn Hughes. The, this band has a revolving door. Um, but I, I'm always... I, Mitch Malloy was in it last. Uh, John... Uh, I believe John Karabi. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I might be... I think Glenn Hughes sounds great. I... Um, Yeah, I, th- I think it's cool. I think yeah. it. Um, I think it sounds great. My sort of boy. I don't want to. I shouldn't say anything critical. Okay. I'm going to say something. All right. Go I'm going to say my feelings on it. I think it's very cool. I think the verses need to. There needs to be some dynamics. Yeah. Like I would like to hear the verses, like the guitars and stuff, kind of back down in the verses, mm-hmm. and then I think it'll be more powerful and impactful. Oh, I on see. The what you're yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like. Kind of like at all, all at one level. Um, I think the song is very cool. I think it's kind of non-traditional. When you're doing something non-traditional like that, mm-hmm. you have to do something a little bit in- interesting with the arrangement to kind of keep it. You know, there's a lot of songs. Like I think Rob Zombie taught us that like you can have one chord. Yeah, and you can have a right. Great song. You know uh-huh. what I mean? It's all on how you handle the dynamic stuff. But I think it's very, very cool. I'm interested to hear what else uh, they're they're doing with Glenn Hughes because he's just he is one of my favorite singers. Um, very cool. So yeah, we have the yeah, dead. We have the dead, dead daisies. daisies. Dead daisies are back in town. There you go. Um, so and I put some links to like the bios of these bands and stuff in the show notes. Very cool. Oh my goodness. So um, boy, we had a great podcast idea. Um, what did we say at the beginning of the show we were going to do? Oh, we were going to play the Rock Rage Radio. Oh yeah, and then comment. I'm going to see. Let me listen to it this week and see what. It's like, like you know, you know. I mean, see mm-hmm. what like, mm-hmm. see what might be coming up. I don't want to shit on somebody. Like, no, I don't want to. We want. We can't. We shit wouldn't on, do it. Anyway. We can't do that. But maybe we should. But I think it would be fun podcast to do. And I'm just kind of wondering, John Coons, who owns the uh, station, like what he, no <laughs> what he would say. Yeah. Well, really, you get two podcasts for the price of one. Exactly. So it's exactly. economical. Exactly. So there you go. It could be something fun to do. Sure. I, I, you know, so we might we're kicking. I'm always up for. Um, as my friend Spock used to say, "Yes, there's always possibilities." Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So okay, guys. Um, RockRageRadio.com. Download the free app. Yeah, we love those guys. So check it out. Um, Wolf's Customs. That's where you go to get custom artwork done on your musical instrument. Mm-hmm. And LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com is our website. All your Ludini needs shall be satisfied mm. to the point of pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Look at that. There you go. That's a t-shirt right there. Or my name isn't yes. John Jacob Jingleheim Schmidt. Is that your name? <laughs> Did not know that. I'm going to legally change my name to John Jacob Jingleheim. <laughs> It'd be funny, like if I'm, I'd buy the, I'd pay you a dollar for that. There was somebody that like I can't remember. They were giving away something on. Um, now this is going to be. I, I probably shouldn't even say it's on the podcast, but um, because not only because I like most people will not get the reference, but there was a radio program on on the mornings in Pittsburgh, and mm-hmm. the guys had created this. Uber before Pittsburgh dad had yeah. created his character named Stanley Pikachowski. Ah, there's no boy. You know what I mean? And I can't remember what they were giving away, but somebody called in to one of the shows and said, you know, for such and such, whatever, I would legally change my name to Stanley Pikachowski. Holy cow. That's that's dedication. <laughs> Stanley P. 
Stanley P. Kachowski. Yes. Yes. <laughs> P is for Steelers. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah, the topic. Whatever was. you wanted to say. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, um, but we will come up with some fun, something fun for you next of week. But I, I mean, maybe ne- I do like the idea yeah. of a commentary thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know I if like that works that. as a podcast or not, but. That might be something to do. Let me think. Let's we'll kick it around. We'll kick it around. We'll kick it around. We'll think we'll about it. it. In the meantime, guys, um, LudiniRockandRollCircus.com. Check it out. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, I had a good time tonight. Um, I hope it didn't wander too much. Sometimes I felt like I was kind of... But when I got into it, I started to realize that like all the sort of aspects of this kind of mm-hmm. interact with each other and I yeah, yeah. was hard pressed to kind of go like a, okay and then this and then this and then this right, so right, right. I hope that you guys got the drift of what I was saying yes you know <clears throat> jam jam bands suck <laughs> no 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 Lou their fans suck their fans <laughs> yeah so there you go <laughs> fan jam alright guys no, jam bands we love you jazz bands we love you everybody if you hate jam we love you mm-hmm. if you love jam I love I love jam and bread Starfish and coffee. Mm, delicious. Maple syrup and cream. Oh, my. All those good things. You guys have a wonderful week. We'll catch you all on the next Ludini See Rock and Roll ya. Circus.